Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Fat Lot of Good podcast. I'm Helen Thorne. I'm a comedian. I'm an author uh, and owner of a fat body. I am giving you today one of the most fabulous women I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. It is, of course, Alexandra Hemingsley. Hello, Alexandra. Hi. Does that sound too mumsy? (laughs) Yes, I feel like I'm very close to being sent to my (laughs) room. (laughs) Alexandra. Alex or Hemo, because Hemo was my nickname before social media handles ah, yes. it. it was because I had a boyfriend a long time ago who had a, a sports journalist flatmate who called me Hemo because I was so bad at sports oh, there you go <laughs> <laughs> not anymore listener not anymore <laughs> it is an absolute uh, pleasure to have you here thank you for uh, I'm a me. huge fan of your your books your Instagram <laughs> let me just say your hair let, let's just say that you've got great hair uh, you're missing out this is only audio um, thank you so much for joining us why don't you just introduce yourself tell us all about you Who are you, Alexandra Um, Hemo? Well, I am an author Mm -hmm. and a journalist. I've sort of came up through publishing and book reviewing. And then my career about five or six years ago took a strange turn when I started writing books about sport, specifically about me doing sport. So back in the days when all running books were either pink and like how to get a bikini body, how to run yourself hot for summer or were really hardcore narrative nonfiction male sort of it was day 19 in the desert and his trainers had worn away and he was running on bare stumps and I was like oh can I write a book just about like running being quite good fun and it turned out I could so I did running like a girl and then I did leap in and I wrote a sort of crazed fan letter to Judy Murray a few years ago and said I think you've got an amazing story and you look at sport differently from most other women especially women in profession and so then she wrote back to two years later and I wrote her book with her so as well as um sort of working in and around publishing I now do a lot of sort of stuff about sport and women in sport and body image and the sort of point where they all connect well that's I mean that's been the absolute joy of your book but also I guess the the move away from only thin people owning sport or being Mm. allowed to do sport or the rest good of us yes. people yeah, yeah exactly i did believe that it was like a gene thing that it you were born with the ability to go for a run or not and it took 
till I was in my 30s to understand that it was I was I was still allowed to make that decision (laughs) that it wasn't like something that had been put on a form when I was maybe 13 and I had to stick to indefinitely that I was able to go oh no I'm going to change that now and that was just a huge deal for me when I understood that (laughs) and so what let's let's go to your first book which is about running which I love um what made you get into running that first time um well yeah my dad had done all this running when we were children um and and he did he was like he was one of those sort of original marathoners from the sort of early 80s onwards like the short shorts and the vest top (laughs) and like just sort of proper 118 man kind of fashions (laughs) doesn't leave a lot to the imagination about what's going on underneath there there are some old pictures of him running that i have really when when the book came out and they'd be like and do you have any pictures for your father and i'm like well, I've got a picture, but it is a lot of my father that you're going to get there. Picture's fine. Picture's fine. <laughs> just, just, yeah, I mean, you can tell he's wearing a vest from the shoulders, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he he was, but, but in, in a way that you can only be when you're a slightly self-absorbed teenage girl, what my dad was doing early on a Sunday morning was mm. of no interest to me. Yeah. And um, my first book, he very kindly referred to Running Like a Girl as my first book then, but my actual first book came out about 13 years ago and it was called X in the City. And it was I'm about... So sorry, I'm very under-researched. No, 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 no. Oh, no, it's not under-researched. Your it's me carefully... Book, I said, no, I it's think me carefully fine. manicuring my history. <laughs> because it, it was called X in the City and it was about being dumped. And it came out the week that my sister got married in Italy. And um, and my sister is four years younger than me. And my publishers rang me up and were like, oh, my God, amazing news. It's going to be on sale in the Smiths at all the airports. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so great. You know, you, as an author, you really want your book to be on sale in places like this. But what happened was that my sister's wedding was actually really humiliating for me because as the older sister at her amazing Disney wedding, everyone was like, hey, I saw your book about all your heartache at the airport. Oh, my God. Because obviously oh my God. everyone had seen it on the table at the front, which is normally an author's dream yes all publicity is good publicity and then you have I had my first book and nothing else had happened to me and I didn't know what else I was going to do and I was newly gone freelance and I just was like this I just got so depressed and then my brother said to me that he was going to do wanted to do the London Marathon and I can remember it so clearly because it was on my folks house in the countryside and I said oh I wish I could run and my dad was getting a coffee cup out of one of those corner coffee uh, corner cupboards in a kitchen and so his head was kind of right in the cupboard so he'd open the door (laughs) and he said it's not that you can't run it's that you don't and because of where his head was it was like it's not that you can't (laughs) like Morgan Freeman voice (laughs) and then I sort of realized that maybe it was still within my sphere of responsibility so I trained for that first London Marathon and it really genuinely was a life-changing experience yeah and it taught me about um, so much about my body and confidence and grit like to do a marathon you have to just keep training for like months and it's long it's a long lots yeah. of hours I mean I'm training for a 10k at the moment and just even doing 10ks is yeah. like an hour hour yeah, and a yeah, half yeah. and that's a long chunk of time and I've got two kids and like sorry darling I'm off for two hours I'll be back soon and just to out of your life yeah there's um my husband is does triathlons and you described him so 
well in Leap In. <laughs> um, there's this bit where you describe very expensive wetsuits, all the mm. kit, all the things, and I've gone to watch him do triathlons, and they're so fucking serious. And what was really lovely about both your running book and your swimming book is that just just the joy that you get from yeah. it. It wasn't like, and then I got this really good time and it was all about my technique. I mean, you do talk about technique, but it's not solely yeah. about that. I There's mean, a real shift of technique, focus. Yeah, it, for me, is a way to just make it easier to not feel pain <laughs> rather <laughs> than nice. to be the victor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was, that was great. And so if someone, like, if there's a listener who's... I guess, run curious, um, <laughs> yeah. who might be like us, well endowed in the breasts or, or you know, yeah. not not a size 10. I mean, what, what sort of advice do you give to people sort of starting off? Well, doing events and hearing from people has really taught me that what a lot of people think running is, is for... 10 minutes, half an hour, three hours, however long it takes you to do a marathon, of the feeling that you have during the first four minutes of your first ever run, which is without doubt the worst few minutes of your entire running life. And yeah. it will never really get much worse than that. But people think that you're experiencing that just like for these indefinite periods when yeah. you... And it is astonishing how quickly, if you stick to it you do get fitter and more used to it. It's it's ridiculous. When you realise how much the odds are stacked in your favour, you feel like kind of deranged yeah. that you didn't do it sooner. But it, it's, it, it, it changes so quickly and warming up is, it is a thing. It's not just something when they were like making fitness DVDs and they wanted to make them a bit longer or yeah. <laughs> or something they to like use up a bit of a class or, or, they bent yeah. over. No, no. which I really did think they were <laughs> but that feeling when you're the the kind of do 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 of your yeah. feet not that fast obviously <laughs> of your feet and your heartbeat sort of when they sort of tether and you get into a rhythm and your podcast or your music or whatever and the sun comes out from behind a cloud that is nothing like the horrible feeling when you're on your first or second run and you're you're trying to run like a Penelope yeah. pit stop person <laughs> yes and so all running is not that feeling yeah. and i think and what i've learned is that a lot of people go for one run and think absolutely no way yeah. i couldn't do that for 5 kilometers yeah get out i am out <laughs> i know i don't i felt yeah because i i'm a big a big lady and i just remember the first time i did that the couch to 5 i just felt like everything was heaving yeah. up and down i could feel every uh heartbeat and you know feel i just felt un me you know yeah and it took you know uh you know three weeks six weeks or something and then one day i just was running and i forgot that i was running you know that that, that that thing and then yeah. i just felt like shouting to the entire park I, i'm having a good time yeah I, everyone should do this this feels awesome and like you'll see a flower I'm like it's the most beautiful flower i've ever seen <laughs> and also even what i have learned is that even it, when you feel big or if you feel big it is different when you feel big but strong and muscly. When you feel like if you're going up a hill and you feel like there's power behind you, that your glutes are a thing to be yes. reckoned with rather than you're kind of just a bag of potatoes in a rucksack that yeah. you're living inside of. <laughs> That's right, I'm just carrying these potatoes, human and potatoes they, around even with me. Even if um, on a scale or on a skirt size, you were the same that change that happens from strength to just sort of 
Oh, yeah. Which is a word I just don't know how to spell it. No, no. I, I, we all know what you mean. <laughs> it's yes, really exactly. profound. Yeah, and, and very heartening. And and that is when you start to make those steps towards size and weight being inconsequential. Can we move from land to water? Now? <laughs> Can we dip into the sea? Because it's it's really lovely reading. Uh, say read. I, I had the audio book. Highly recommend it. Um, about you running along the waterfront in Brighton for so many yes. years, and then finally uh, dipping into the into the ocean. And so, what what made you want to, I guess, transfer that long distance running to long distance swimming? Moving to Brighton as a runner was such a powerful part of me getting to know the city and not just running along the seafront but also when you run up in the downs in Sussex you can see the sea when you're up there and and it just sort of seemed increasingly daft that I wasn't getting in the water and I really again I really loved it as a child um and then the trouble was having done running like a girl I had this powerful confidence of like well all you need to do is just give it a go you're the master of your own domain and and your body and possibly all the elements too and I thought well I just you know I'd spent three years going to literary festivals and saying well all you need to do to run is to run and everyone's sitting there and going oh wow will you sign my book surely god she's amazing (laughs) what insight (laughs) and then I thought well all you need to do to swim must be to swim. So when I hopped, <laughs> splash, splash, on you before went. Before realising that the water moves and goes in your face, in your lungs, and even if you're not doing anything, it can like send you off to France or into the big metal legs of the pier or all kinds of terrifying things. And to my horror, I understood that so many of my fears around running had really just been shame. It yeah. was like, it will be embarrassing if I fall over. It looks awful when my face is red. What if I come last in the marathon? Um, but with swimming, if you just assume everything's going to be fine, there is a real chance of death. And that mm. was a quite a um, steep uptick in yeah. risk <laughs> as I had unknowingly undertaken. And which which was very timely and great because then I started to have a really difficult time in my life and understanding the you know really hippie-ish elemental things like the tides and the weather and how there is so much in life that you just can't change that when it's a good day and the sea is flat you do just have to go oh I'm not going to do you know the boring ironing or whatever I'm going to go I've got to go now I'm going to find a way to make the make me be able to get to the sea today or when you're really looking forward to swim and then you get out there and like some random wind appears out of nowhere and you just can't you have to just be like well that does sometimes happen. Yeah. Um, and swimming is also incredibly kind. So where there's that jiggle <laughs> when you're running, there's none of that. Swimming you is the most equal place. It, it, it's repeatedly proven that women are the winners of long distance open water swimming because of their fat distribution making them stronger and better in the water and the better your stroke is as a swimmer the less weight or less 
the less weight you lose and less energy you expend because you just become like a beautiful, efficient walrus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting that on a t-shirt. So, yeah. <laughs> That's my life goal now. I want to be a beautiful, efficient walrus, Emma. I do. I feel like I should get that tattooed. I now. think so. I'm going to make a swimming suit with that on it, with a walrus. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps to detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You have just announced that you're writing a new two books. A new two books. That's not the right English. You are writing two new books. Can I you tell am. us about your body book in particular? Yes. Um, well, I'm doing one now called Somebody to Love, which is going to be more... It's go, it's going to have elements of mem- memoir, like the loose structure is going to be about my life, but it's mm-hmm. more broadly going to be about women's relationships with their bodies and how how quickly and how easily we can kind of, in either just moments of the general drudgery of life (laughs) or in more extreme moments of trauma, just sort of distance yourself from your body because you're living your best life when you have some sort of connection. And I'm not saying like when you are at your most fit, but when you're using your body to do things that you love. um, And when you're sort of feeling like you're working as a good team. And also, one of the things that I really learned with the first two books um, was a lot of it was about anxiety and bad body image and all of that. But what I really profoundly understood, partly, partly from the process of speaking to readers of those books and partly because my husband and my co-parent is now transitioning, which to be a woman, not Mm -hmm. like to be a runner. (laughs) Um, And that has obviously been extremely eye-opening. But of all the things that I felt in my life and my relationship with my body, I I didn't feel threatened. I didn't feel that other people, I mean, 
actively would hate me or want to wish ill on me because of it. They might have judged it and they might have not understood it and they might have said mean things because of what was going on with their body. But I've I've sort of had this kind of, I mean, I hesitate to use the word radical because I mean, like I'm wearing like a, a black jumper and I've got long blonde hair and I'm just <laughs> not really, not really a radical no, no, person by instinct. Be, it doesn't have to be external. Like, but it's I've, your, yeah. I've had a radical new understanding of the fact that for whatever misery I've had because of my body, I haven't been in threat of going to prison because of it or exported from a country because of it or I'm not fundamentally illegal because of it or no one I mean someone might beat me up but it's not that likely in in the larger scale of sort of hate crime I'm really low on the hate crime hit list (laughs) compared to compared even to the person that was my husband now And so quite a lot of, I mean, I don't want to call it whinging. (laughs) That was in my first two books. But I can now see them in a really, really different context. And part of that is social media and people like Rachel Cargill and Yomi Adedagoki and all all of the sort of voices that have bubbled up through Twitter and Instagram and partly through my now curious marriage. (laughs) Yes. Which Which is... as a romantic coupling ended, but as a family unit, really positive and yeah. has been a huge learning experience. Yeah, and you've it'd be great to, if you want to talk about more about how yeah. you want to, I guess, sort it out in your own head, but also how you're going to bring your son up and how you explain yeah. that to him as well. Yeah, so this is the thing with somebody to love is this sort of kind of reframing of what I had like I was starting to feel frankly like a bit of a know-it-all <laughs> about body image and then I've had this kind of sudden like other screen pulled back and Here it's like oh, Here's another okay, challenge. Yeah. my body image is never gonna get me arrested for having been born <laughs> there are things that I've done to my body so for example IVF which 20 or 30 years ago people were protesting about outside of parliament and outside of churches yeah. and I want to be part of being one of those women that brings up the next generation of disenfranchised people. And a big part of that to me is teaching my son that the patriarchy is of limited use (laughs) to him, to me, to my co-parent, to everyone he's going to meet pretty much. One of the things I just thought was so extraordinary about your book was the duality between you learning to swim and conquering your body and IVF and that was so beautifully written harrowing and hard (laughs) but I'm sure for anybody reading the book would just find it just so comforting that you were so honest and I found it really hard because I'd done this big running and by the time I got married I'd done five marathons and my book had been published in like 15 countries and it was just sort of this unstoppable feeling of if I want to do a thing all I have to do is decide and the barriers are but (laughs) self-imposed and I'm the master of my own body all of which is true in in that context but then turned out really not to be true when it came to fertility (laughs) and um so we we were having IVF and I I found it totally spirit crushing Uh, partly the weird distancing thing that happens when you take all these hormones that I found it very difficult to understand what was a side effect and what was a genuine and valid emotion and also what was like just me getting older and not feeling like running so much because I was doing all this 
IVF and what was the hormones and so it was like completely discombobulating experience and also just really distressing that this thing I'd spent three or four years basically preaching to everyone else <laughs> suddenly seemed really untrue yeah and and the the I suppose it was the sort of sense of acceptance that swimming gave me that especially outdoor swimming you know having to adapt to your conditions and move your body according to the swell of a wave and that that's kind of amazing metaphor for life and an, it turns out parenthood others <laughs> 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 sort of constant adaptability being a strength in in itself I, I went in to IVF feeling really strongly I, I felt like the only way that we could do it would be if I understood that it, that it, if, if it didn't work out I wasn't less valid as a person yeah. it couldn't be an open-ended mission that could only end with me having a child how would you describe your relationship with your body now now that you've been through all of that and going through I guess other <laughs> things as well I'm really really proud of it and mm. I have to I do have to remind myself of that sometimes because it has taken a bit of a bashing since the glory tour years <laughs> of running like a girl publicity <laughs> and consequently there is still some clothing <laughs> that doesn't fit but I re- it, it really makes me feel tough um in a positive way not like a gnarly way um, but I, I feel I, it sounds maybe it sounds daft, but I feel ready to age now mm. in a way that I didn't. Like I, I've done a lot of stuff with my body, so my main aim would be now to be able to enjoy it rather than to like, enjoy how it looks exclusively. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we all want to look amazing. Oh well, yes, but... I mean, you all feel lovely in a nice frock, you know. <laughs> I, I still. I can go out, I can leave the house at any state now. Before, when I was younger, there'll be days I couldn't go out because I like I haven't got the right yeah. outfit or I don't like yeah. my hair or all those sort of things. And I just don't fucking care. It's like life I is think, too short for yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it was Catelyn Moran who said the thing of when women say, I don't know what to wear today, what they often really mean is I don't know who to be today. Mm. And I've tried really hard to, um, since having the baby to only buy clothes that I could that aren't just comfortable but are sort of reflective of how I want to be out in the world yeah. I mean I don't only want to wear uncomfortable clothes but no. also I want to sort of stand up tall <laughs> yeah no and not hide I think there's there's, yeah. that, there's that thing called like the mum uniform which I wore for the, basically the yes. first five years of being a mum which was a Breton stripe yeah. some next jeans and some converse yeah. and I was quite happy in that because I just like well this is who I am now uh, I am the mum so I'm going to uh, and to coin the phrase just like a mum uh, and it's only been in the last couple of years getting confidence from like sport and obviously comedy that I was like oh no I can wear colour yeah. I can wear things that show off my boobs even though my boobs are significantly lower than they were you know like all those sort of things have been yeah. a massive sort of change in how I see myself and how I'm how comfortable I am with other people seeing me yeah and I think people can be really down on Instagram and but it, it's really helped me to see all the other ideas of how to dress because it's true you're just like but these jeans, but these jeans are elasticated. Why, why would I surrender them? 
I've oh. gone to a middle ground where my old maternity jeans with the elastic waist are now my post swimming jeans. So Lovely. if I'm on the beach, yes. they're very quick and easy to get on. So yeah. that's I just want you to know that I haven't <laughs> surrendered them, but nor will I wear them to a meeting. Oh. <laughs> Now, I want to ask you, now we've spoken so beautifully about your body. What, what, makes, you, what makes you feel sexy? What is, the, what is the thing that makes you, or gets your strut on? I like the feeling of having sweated. Ah. Sometimes it doesn't even have to have been exercised. Like the other day I had to sort out. <laughs> just the, a lift. Just, well, yeah, I had to sort out the sort of weird um, cupboard. I live in a sort of 1960s block of flats and there's like a weird cupboard down in the car park where all my kind of plastic boxes of my accounts and fi- and I had to sort it out and there was things I needed to find. I was looking for my teen diaries actually for oh, somebody nice. to love. And I spent like three hours like lifting heavy things and my hair was all up and I was wearing scummy clothes and I just felt great afterwards. Like I felt self-reliant mm. and and I associate sweat now not with like oh I've got to give a presentation in this meeting <laughs> but with like a positive thing I've done something I I've like, achieved yeah. something and also yeah. shagging <laughs> nothing better having than having a... shagged does good, make me feel sexy good, good shagging oh that, that, that that's a nice segue to my next question which is what's your most favourite thing to put in your body whether I mean it could be cock if you want if you want it to sounds like you enjoy it uh, I mean it's just it's not realistic when there's cheese <laughs> I really yeah. thought about it yeah. and I would at this point in my life I yeah. have a son I have um you know, many relationships behind me, I would think that well-chosen cheese is better. <laughs> joy of joys, the joy of life. A cheese yeah. board is a, is, a, is a wonderful thing. I mean, I don't like to think that I'll never have sex again, mm. but I've, I've, I just feel like if I couldn't have cheese again, that would be... Oh, but that's, a, that's a whole other book. Traumatic. <laughs> Seriously, don't don't even put yourself through that pain, Hemo. Yeah. You've been through enough. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't, don't, don't deny yourself that, for fuck's sake. <laughs> the people who can't have G's oh. are the people whose plight I must move on to. <laughs> Very sad people. Very sad people. <sighs> Can I ask you, please, what was your most embarrassing body moment? I mean, obviously, pissing in a uh, wetsuit was a I'm glorious, glorious moment. Not embarrassing at all. <laughs> Um, I had one of my early marathon runs when I did really have like two hours into a run. I was like, yeah, I, I, I need a loo and I'm really quite far from home. And, um, all that is between me and home is quite a long stretch of Kilburn High Road, which was not the gastropub haven <laughs> it is now but in this pre iPhone. Yes prehistoric times of which we speak and I did just have to it was it was like shitting on Kilburn High Road or going into a scary Irish pub and going I'll pay for a drink when I come out (laughs) (laughs) and just legging it past the bar and then sort of giving them a sheepish couple of quid for a Coca-Cola or something for a poo basically it was was guilt poo money that you handed over (laughs) I've done that with kids though like when my kids need a poo because you're you're 
son is thankfully still in nappies and gone into cafes going, I'll just buy a cupcake in a minute. And they're like, <laughs> they go, I, the poo's coming now, mummy, the poo's I coming now. I can feel now. it, I can feel it. <laughs> it's yeah. coming, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, toddlers and runners uh, yeah. you know, abuse the toilet systems of local Irish pubs. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, on a, on a sort of less jolly note, what what um, what is the worst thing that anybody has said about your body? Um, I'm, I think I can't be specific about it because generally I haven't heard it. So it's been that kind of, yeah, as you kind of go past at a traffic lights or whatever. Yeah. And you could, or when you've got headphones on and you can just see the aggressive mouths moving yeah. or the van. Yeah. So I can't tell you the words, but I think it might have been, <laughs> Oh, faster. Yeah, nice. Um, Come on, love. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Nearly there, fatty. Yeah. Oh, like, well, yes, I am. Seem to be moving uh, a lot faster than you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, fuck those guys. Fat facts. Did you know we wee enough wee every month to fill a bath? Oh, I definitely do. Absolutely. Sometimes I think I feel a bath in a day. And and can, can I ask about the wee in the wetsuit? Is that, oh, is, is that a lovely thing? It's the yes. best. Yeah. The wetsuit itself doesn't keep you warm. Mm. What the wetsuit is so gross. I'm so ashamed. No, no. This is what the best thing the podcast does Go. is the reason they feel so tight when you first put them on is that what they do is they trap a very thin layer of water between you and the wetsuit which your body then heats up Ah. so the water that your body heat has heated up is then an all over hot water bottle for yourself Mm. so you can save time and get things moving faster if you get in the water and we and then you've got lovely we keeping you like a little wee cuddle a lovely cuddle of piss nice and I have a son who was always perfectly happy to sit with a wet nappy for ages and now I know why because he basically had someone who was in a wetsuit I'm so sorry no that's delicious (laughs) I I, I feel like I'm going to order a a wetsuit now and just for that sensation just for watching Endeavour on a Sunday night delicious (laughs) excellent good The Hall of Fat Fame. So I want for the Fat Lot of Good podcast to um, have a whole lot of women or people that inspire our guests. So who who makes you feel fabulous? I think Ashley Graham is incredible and I get lost in her Instagram page, especially when she does posts of her exercising because she's so fast and strong and I, she's a that, that big model in the States. Oh, awesome. Um, she's really beautiful but she is very stereotypically beautiful her face is she looks like a sort of 1950s green goddess but she's just big yeah and jessamine the yoga teacher oh she's amazing she's so bendy she's so bendy and she's she is someone that i think is like genuinely radical because she talks about her body in like a really sort of explicit way not just sexually but just like um, she talks about that she wrote something amazing last summer about like the feet how radical it is to f- to openly show people your thighs rubbing when you walk down the street mm. and things like that that you know are whispered secrets for women in summertime and especially pregnant women or women the summer that Linus was born I was in agony half the time um, and yeah that I find her 
she's like exceptional whereas Ashley Graham is really beautiful but she would be really beautiful whatever she did yes exactly <laughs> right oh, oh well, we'll put those in the show notes Fatspiration what is your fatspiration what is your mantra what would you like splayed across Instagram to inspire your followers that you're allowed to take up space I think a lot about uh, about fatness or whatever your perception of fatness is is to do with feeling like physically too big in a room or a meeting room or something and mm. I just don't think men are as preoccupied by that and, and you're allowed to go into a room wearing a big puffy winter coat or whatever and yeah. sort of have people step back a little bit you're not it's not that hard for everyone to do that and we've been doing it for men who are generally bigger than us anyway it's, yeah. it's okay to take up some space in the world yeah Well, Alexandra Hemingsley, Hemo, you've been a complete <laughs> delight. Thank you for sharing your story, your body with us. Uh, and we cannot wait to read your book. Now, where can people find you on the internet? I am Hemograms mm-hmm. on Instagram and Hemo on Twitter. And your website's yeah. Alexandra. Oh, yeah, Fabulous. Is that, that's everything covered. Um, you've been a wonderful listener. She's been a wonderful guest. Uh, please rate, review and subscribe to Fat Lot of Good Podcast. I've been Helen Thorne. The producer is Maddie Hickish and the music for this podcast was supplied by John Thorne. Yes, it's my brother. Okay, <laughs> thanks everyone for listening. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.